chapter in one piece and for everything out of the fucking mind. That would be my usual reaction to this and also kind of a bit of a uh <laughs> a way of a parody from a slap on titan from the abridged series of that if any of you are fans of it but in all seriousness what really happened in the latest chapter of one piece was not only mind-blowing but also causing my mind to do massive backflips at this point because this is not only insane but also something that is really causing me to scream at the top of my lungs because of how epic this chapter was which is what we're going to be talking about today. Hello guys, this is Jade from NerdFix, the podcast where we're talking about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the latest chapter of One Piece titled Warrior of Liberation. So for those of you who had an early access of reading the chapter, sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. And for those of you who have not read the chapter, I suggest you wait until the release date, which is on March 28th, which is tomorrow. So then... You can come back to this ep- episode and and join along to listen to the review. But for everyone else, let's continue on ahead. As always, at the beginning of the chapter, we begin with a cover page from Germa 66, uh, An Emotionless Exertion, Volume 8. Mama's away on a trip. Begin the experiments, where Oven leaves Niji and Yonji in the, hand, in the hands of his younger siblings, Prim, Kato, Brownie, and Anana. So this is not really good for the for the Vinsmoke brothers to be in the hands of the younger siblings of the Charlotte family. So here's the scene of how they're gonna get themselves out of this mess in the next in the next chapter ahead. But for that, let's continue on with this chapter. As Luffy his heart begins to beat like a drum, he begins to wonder how he's able to stand despite losing his fight to Kaido, and wonder and wonders how he feels like he's been he's having so much fun. Meanwhile, we pan to Monono- Momononosuke telling Yamato what Zenisha told him that in conclusion, Luffy is in fact Joy Boy. Which of course was not only jaw-dropping, but at the same time, I kind of saw it coming because most of the clues that was shown of that Luffy is in fact Joy Boy was basically coming together, and Oda does show ways of showing hints and clues about certain things, but at times would show a little bit of a spoiler in some chapters, but it basically does line up to how this is actually, how this actually came to revelation. But then, now, we pan over to the Pleasure Hall, it's right brain tower. The sound of Luffy's heartbeat begins to awaken Sanji, and immediately calls out his, na- his name. Throughout the castle, everybody begins to hear Luffy's heartbeat. Some of them include Nami and Tama, crying tears of joy that he's still alive. And that little moment right there, I thought that was really adorable. Seeing these two holding each other, crying that that their captain and the person they see as their big brother is alive, and it's so adorable to see. We then pan over to the land of Marijua with the five elders, wondering if what they did with sacrificing one of their best agents for EP0 was the right decision considering it would only enrage Kaido. 
But with that decision itself, it was best to snuff to see if they were able to come to snuff out anything that would be considered problematic. And it was then revealed, according to the elders, that eight, for 800 years since the world government's founding, they've tried to get their hands on the Gomu Gomu no Mi for some time. But for some odd reason, it keeps avoiding them like it has a mind of its own. So then it begins to wonder how and why the Gomu Gomu no Mi kept avoiding the world government for so many years. Could it be that they were, it was trying to avoid them because they didn't want the fruit shouldn't be in the wrong hands for some apparent reason? It could be a pretty interesting when you think about it, but then we begin to discover an ultimate truth. This being that the Gomu Gomu no Mi is actually a mythical Zowon devil fruit known as the Hito Hito no Mi model Mika. And that right there was mind-blowing. And for some of them who don't even know, Mika is actually based off of a sun god. And from the what has been known about this, Mi and yes, Mika is referred to a sun god by slaves in the ancient times. And also from what has been shown in the series so far in the manga, it was first mentioned by Who's Who, who heard about the legend from a prison guard during his imprisonment from the world by the world government and more and more so this could also be how and why this could be the case and not only that this is also really really amazing but going more forward into the actuality of what the gomu gomu no mi is the fruit itself gives the properties of rubber in combat but only limited to the user's imagination, bringing smiles to people far and wide. The known as the embodiment, the embodiment of the warrior of liberation. And upon awakening, it strengthens their rubber body exponentially, granting them more freedom, causing them to declare the devil fruit to be the most ridiculously powerful thing in the world. So even with that in mind, the fruit itself could be even more powerful than the Gura Gura no Mi, when you think about it. But then at the same time, because of it being a mythical Zoan, it might be probably the most strong, most powerful devil fruit in the world. But at the same time, now people who was again to now wonder how a fruit such as the Gomu Gomu no Mi, now known as the Hito Hito no Mi model Nika, is so valuable, and how was it that Shanks was able to get his hands on the fruit that now ended up in the hands of Luffy because little seven-year-old Luffy was hungry and he ate the fruit. At the same time, you begin to think back, how was it that Shanks was able to get his hands on the fruit when he was during many years back with the Red Hair Pirates? But I'm pretty sure we'll get a more better explanation about this probably down the line, probably after the Wano arc. We then pan over to the treasure res repository room, where Orochi tries to plead for Hiyori to save him, claiming he always respected Odin and, just, and was just Kaido's pawn the whole time. Hiyori, however, reminded him of how he and Kaido fooled Odin in making, making him look like an idiot for five years. On empty promises leaving of leaving and how 
He expected him and Kaido to keep their word of sparring, of sparing him during execution. She saw, throughout this whole five years, she saw him smile, and even though he felt he was, she felt he was suffering the whole entire time. And during this, the shouldering of the burden of saving Wano from him, thinking, even thinking back to when he told her. He was alright about what orders were given upon him because he had his family this whole entire time. Orochi tries to appeal to Hiyori saying he will acknowledge Odin's legacy. Hiyori however retorts disregards her mask demanding him to keep quiet, proudly calling out her name with tears in her eyes. Standing As she stands before Orochi to she declares she will always proudly carry her father's name, denouncing him as nothing but, honor, but an honorless wretch who killed people every day when, every day, as a shogun. And even with this, he begs her to spare him just as Kanjuro's Kazembo appears, even though when he was still in a shrunken state. He demands Kazembo to kill Hiyori, but painting but the painting accidentally touches him and sets him ablaze as he already watches. So this is basically a really nice e epic burn. <laughs> burn, get it? Okay, I gotta shut up about that. But anyways, I'm really happy that he already finally got what she wanted just to watch Orochi just burn right in front of her. This was a really nice way of getting revenge after everything that her father went through many years ago. This was really nice. Back on the rooftop, Luffy is is shown that he's able to fight, make a fight long, much longer, and declares his new form to be Gear Fifth model, model Mika. Which once again, many of the elders say that this is actually mythical Zoan, but eh, you could they could choose how you want it to be. With his new form. He emits a huge blast of Conqueror's Hockey, knocking out several base pirates, before enlarging his hand, grabbing Kaido's entire dragon form, dragging him back up to the rooftop. And it was so cool how he was able to do that. My mind was blown seeing this. And with this, he wraps his arm around his body, swinging him around before slamming him back and forth on the surface. Kaido recovers from this from this assault and admits he's glad Luffy is alive before firing bolo breath at him. However, Luffy grabs the ground, making it rubber right in making the whole area rubber, deflecting the fire back at him. So this is kind of like mount magic bounce. Kind of like that kind of ability in a way, like you remember from Pokemon, some of that that ability in a way. It's kind of like that, but just more epic. With this being hit by his own attack, Kaido then recovers, is able to recover from his attack and apologizes for CP0 sabotaging their fight. And Luffy accepts the apology, preparing to finish the fight with him once and for all. And this is where the chapter concludes. Oh wow, I cannot believe how awesome this chapter has concluded. And the best part about this is, is that there is no break. So we are expecting to see what's going to be happening next with the continuation of most likely now 
part three of Luffy versus Kaido. Now with Luffy in his new form being that of the sun god Nika. So I am in high anticipation to see how this is going to go and what's going to happen next with Luffy after the Wano arc. So for those sticking by to see what's going to happen in chapter 1045, I am just as excited as you. chapter did you like the chapter did you not like the chapter what are your guys thoughts on finding out the goma goma no me is actually a mythical zoan i will be posting a questionnaire at the end of the episode of knowing your thoughts about the truth behind luffy's devil fruit and i do apologize for not putting an episode out on friday as i've been pretty busy and uh, just a lot going on with myself and i wasn't able to put out a episode at that time but i do promise that i am in higher spirits now to where i'm back into putting out three episodes a week and for those of you who have stopped by thank you so much for listening and to end the episode as always whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not keep loving what makes you you and stay awesome thank you so much for listening and i will see you next time for a new episode hasta